Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The question for tonight asks this. How can water do such great things? That's the question. However, with the recent events in the news, we might be tempted to question this question. I mean, if you've watched any of the reports about the flooding that's been going on in the central part of our nation over the last few weeks, you know that water can do great things indeed. It can destroy fields and homes and businesses. It can take pieces of infrastructure that were expected to last decades and destroy them overnight. Water indeed has great power, but not the kind of power that this question is getting at, or at least it doesn't seem so. You see, the point tonight is not whether water can have a great impact on other material elements in creation. The question is whether water can have an impact on the crown of God's creation, humanity itself. In particular, the question is whether water indeed can really be the means by which God gives us the benefits that we talked about last week, namely the forgiveness of our sins, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can water, simple water, really be the way in which God saves us? Sure, water might be able to move around soil and even concrete, It might be able to rock large boats, but is it able to shove out sin and bring in salvation? Well, Luther tells us that the answer is not really about water at all, or at least not water alone. For, of course, simple water alone could not accomplish those kind of things. Now, Luther says that two things must be added to the water. First, he says that the real power in baptism is the word of God. Yes, it is the word of God that is with and in that water that can produce such great effects in humanity. In fact, it is the word that turns water into a baptism. I always like to ask kids where they think we get the water for baptism. Now, there's usually always one kid who's seen that likes to spoil it, But if you just ask a random kid, they often think that surely that water must come from somewhere special or it must at least be kept in a very special place. But of course the truth is that's not it at all. It comes right out of the tap. In our particular church here, the water comes out of the same tap that I go to get a drink from when I'm thirsty in the office or the water that I water the plants with in my office that I wash my hands with. It's that simple, plain water. And so, of course, that water alone cannot do great things, but the Word of God in and with that water in baptism can. As I mentioned last week, the easiest way to understand this is to go back into the first part of the book of Genesis. There we see that God's word alone brought into existence everything in creation. His word indeed has power. But lest we think that his word is sort of like water, that it can maybe move around material elements, but maybe doesn't have the power to do things about the internal troubles of sin that we have, 
Well, God assures us that it's not so. Perhaps you remember that time when Jesus told the paralytic man that he should get up off his mat and walk. He did so, not just so that that man would walk, but he did it so that everyone else would know that a word he had spoken a few minutes before was just as powerful. And what was that word? Well, he had told that man that his sins were forgiven. He wanted to teach all that just as surely as that man got up off that mat and walked, he was also forgiven. And that the reason for both was his word, his all-powerful word. Yes, the word of God has the ability to affect both external things and internal things. It is the power that does, or that is able, I should say, to cast out sin and to bring in salvation. Luther adds that in baptism, besides the word of God, there is also that trust in the word of God, that trust that we call faith. And the scriptures make clear that whether one is being baptized as an adult or as an infant, it is ultimately God that works that faith that is needed to receive the gift. God's word is the power to save, and faith is that thing that God sort of pours that gift of salvation into that gets it right into our hearts and our minds. Yes, when that plain water is taken out of the tap, and combined with God's word and received in faith, then indeed the gifts that we spoke about last week, including forgiveness and life and salvation, they are all given. And the gifts are so monumental that God calls it a new birth. He says a whole new life is given through baptism. Titus talked about a regeneration, and that's the same word. A regeneration is to have a whole new life. That's what God gives in baptism. Oh, the phrase born again has almost become cliche in the Christian church of today, but that phrase is right at the heart of what baptism does. It gives us a new birth. For you see, the first birth that we had brought us into this world set against God. But this new gift, or this new birth rather, it makes it so that all things between us and God are perfectly right again. Our first birth, well, Titus says that that only gives us a life that is lived out in slavery to sin and to passions and to pleasures. But this new birth, it gives us a life of freedom in order that we can serve God and love our neighbor. Yes, our first birth ultimately simply leads to death. But this new birth makes us heirs of God, which gives us an inheritance of eternal life. How can water do such great things? Well, in reality, water alone can't. Oh, it can move around the earth with powerful force, but water itself has no power to remove our sin or to grant salvation. It has no power to be able to give a new birth that leads to a new life. No, it is the very word of God that is in and with that water, and it's the faith that receives it that according to God's plan, turns that plain water that we get out of the tap into a life-giving water we call baptism. This is what God has done for you. He has placed his word in and with the water that was poured on your head or that engulfed you as you were immersed. 
He has worked in you the faith that you need to receive that gift. He has worked it through his word and through the giving of the spirit. And that's why you have all of God's gifts that he wants you to have. Your sin is removed. The spirit has been given. You've been reborn from above. You have a new birth and with a new birth, a new life. God has done those great things for you in water. Amen.